before my talk today, I'd like to talk a little bit about Ben Chifley. Ben Chifley became treasurer of the Commonwealth of Australia at the end of 1941, just before the beginning of the war in the Pacific with Japan in World War II. As treasurer of Australia, he was the person who was responsible for running the war economy in Australia. But he also became the Minister for Post-War Reconstruction. This allowed him to construct the plans that were necessary for rebuilding Australia in the post-war period. This means he knew what what he was going to do when he became Prime Minister in 1945 after the death of John Curtin. Most of the great institutions that we associate with the beginning of the post-war period were brought into place and put in place by Ben Chifley. The Snowy Mountain Scheme was brought into place by Chifley. The car manufacturing industry, based on Holden motor cars, was brought into place by Ben Chifley. Qantas was made the Australian Airline in 1947. The post-war migration scheme was begun. The CSIRO was founded and the Commonwealth Employment Service was also created. At the end of World War II, Ben Chifley saw a vision of a powerful Australian economy recovering from years of pain. His vision was enacted first by his government and then for many years by the governments of Robert Menzies. Most of us have forgotten, or if we ever knew, that in spite of the fact that Chifley, who was a Labor Prime Minister, and Menzies, who was a Liberal Prime Minister, were political opponents, they were close personal friends. And so when Chifley left office... It was Robert Menzies who carried on with the institutions that Chifley himself had established. Not since Chifley has there been a vision of Australian national recovery on a scale now contemplated by Scott Morrison and Josh Frydenberg. In the budget, the Treasurer expects that Australian GDP will fall by 3 and 3 quarter percent in calendar 2020 and rise by 4 and a quarter percent in calendar 2021. This compares to our most recent estimates of a fall of 3.5% in calendar 2020, followed by a rise of 4% in calendar 2021. Our outlook and that of the Australian Government are consistent with that of the Federal Reserve Bank for the US economy. These growth rates on a financial year basis translate into a decline of 1.5% in financial year 2021 and a growth of four and three quarter percent in financial year 21-22. The government expects this will be followed by growth of two and three quarter percent in financial year 22-23 and three percent in financial year 23-24. Unemployment rises to seven and a quarter percent in mid-21 before declining to six and a half percent in mid-22. It falls further to 6% in mid-23 and 5.5% in mid-24. We said that last week the RBA will continue quantitative easing until unemployment fell to 4.5%. This would now appear not to occur until sometime after 2024. 
We said that nowhere in the outlook until mid-2024 does Australian inflation rise to the RBA target level of between 2 and 3%. A powerful program of recovery is supported by a powerful program of fiscal stimulus not seen since World War II. A deficit of 4.3% of GDP is followed by a deficit of 11% of GDP in financial year 2021. This then declines in financial year 21-22 to 5.6% of GDP and then eases in 22-23 to 4.2% of GDP. It declines further in 23-24 to 2.7% of GDP. The result of that is that Australian net debt to GDP rises from 24.8% of GDP in financial year 1920 to 43.8% of GDP in financial year 23-24. Although these debt levels are very high in Australian terms, they are far below what will be experienced by the United States and the United Kingdom. The programs described in Frydenberg's speech are both large and historic. He notes that JobKeeper is a 101 billion Australian dollar program, already supporting three and a half million jobs. This program has helped some 800,000 small and medium businesses to remain in business. JobSeeker doubled the safety net. Together, these actions have saved 700,000 jobs. JobMaker now begins. The JobMaker hiring credit will be available for up to 12 months and available to employers who hire those on JobSeeker aged from 16 to 35. This will support 450,000 jobs for young people. An additional $1.2 billion will create 100,000 new apprenticeships and traineeships with a 50% wage subsidy for the businesses who employ those apprentices and trainees. From budget night, over 99% of businesses will be able to write off the full value of any eligible asset they purchase for their business. This will be available for small, medium and larger businesses up to a turnover of $5 billion a year. And this is available up until June 2022. The Treasurer notes that this will dramatically expand productive capacity of the nation and create tens of thousands of new jobs. These programs and others create a dramatic expansion of the Australian budget deficit. These deficits only decline over the next decade. Still, they generate enormous support for a broader Australian recovery. The budget proposes to spend a total of $670 billion Australian dollars. This is three quarters of a trillion Australian dollars in expenditure. The largest section of spending by far remains social security and welfare. This will consume $22.7 billion or 34% of total spending. Health expenditure consumes $93.8 billion or 14% of total spending. Education comes next with $42 billion, or 6.2% of total spending. Only then do we find that defence 
with $34.4 billion or 5.1% of total spending. We then calculate the increases in spending for the budget of 2021 over the budgeted expenditure a year ago in the budget for 2019-20. Expenditure on social welfare increases by $47.4 billion. Health spending increases by $12 billion. Education rises by $5.4 billion. Transport and communication rises by $4 billion. Then comes defence, which increases by $2.2 billion. What this budget does, not since Chifley, has there been a vision of Australian national recovery on a scale such as is now contemplated by Scott Morrison and Josh Frydenberg. A $1.3 billion modern manufacturing plan will target six national manufacturing priorities. These priorities are food and beverage manufacturing, resources, technology and critical minerals processing, medical products, recycling and clean energy, the defence industry and the space industry. Together with what the government has announced since the beginning of the crisis, measures in this budget will see $14 billion in new and accelerated infrastructure projects which will support a further 40,000 jobs. The Treasurer announced $2 billion in new funding to build water infrastructure across the country as part of our national grid, including dams, weirs and pipelines. In this budget, the government provides $2 billion in additional research and development incentives, removing the cap on refunds, lifting the rate and rewarding those businesses that invest the most. The government is also providing $459 billion in additional funding to the CSIRO, a billion dollars of new research funding to our universities, backing our best and brightest minds whose ideas will help drive our recovery, and $1.9 billion in new funding as part of our energy plan to support low emissions and renewable technologies, helping to lower emissions and address climate change. And, very importantly for us, the government's COVID-19 vaccine and treatment strategy supports early access to and safe delivery of effective COVID-19 vaccines and treatments as soon as they become available. The government will provide $1.7 billion over two years from 2021 to secure access to over 84.8 million doses of potential vaccine candidates developed by the University of Oxford and the University of Queensland. In conclusion... The document that was presented by Josh Frydenberg is much more than an annual budget. It is a multi-year program for national recovery. The breadth of its conception and its potential for long-term benefit for the Australian economy is the greatest of any set of programs since those introduced to establish and expand Australian manufacturing at the end of World War II. It is obvious that this government has spent some time developing this program on recovery and development. 
the discussion of this program is much greater than to be covered in a single document.